Welcome to Savage. I'm your host, Kelsey Kenry, CEO, wife, and mom of three. This is where you find the aligned strategy and mindset shifts to unleash your power, unlock your freedom, and step into your full potential as a CEO. Every episode is full of tough love and hard truths with a side of tactical guidance to expand your success. You ready? Let's do the damn thing. The thing is, is that people's strong opinions come from something. We don't just wake up and we're like, let's go Trump. Here we go. Like, welcome to the Bravehearted Podcast, where we are changing the way you get inspiration by allowing you to hear resilience and victory in hard stories. We discuss new methods on handling life situations so you can show up confidently in your life. We are different. Because instead of just giving you inspiration through stories, we give you actionable tools to make the change that you want to make. Let's live bravely today. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 31 of the Bravehearted Podcast. My name is Mindy Mercurio, career coach and business guru, helping women all over the world defeat their fear and find passion in what they do every single day. Just as a reminder, some of the material we talk about is deep and can sometimes be controversial. Please use headphones when listening in public or around children. As always with me, I have Kelsey. Can we just like always introduce me as like the hostess of the mostess? Because I feel like Eric did review Hostess S'mores Cupcakes. So it's like, I'm always, every time you say host, I can't not think about Hostess Cupcakes. Um, yeah, we're definitely going to do that from now on. <laughs> like where, can we get a podcast sponsorship from Hostess? Is Shout out Hostess. <laughs> we love you. We, we love everything you make. <laughs> For the most part. Um, what's up, guys? My name is Kelsey Kenry, and I am a personal development coach working with women all over the world to find their purpose, especially outside of motherhood, as us moms are navigating the toughness that is motherhood. We lose our confidence and we lose ourselves. So sometimes we need help to get back on track. So, as you guys know, on the podcast, we are forever talking about therapy and the importance of therapy and what it can do for your life. So we've actually partnered with BetterHelp, betterhelp.com. It's an online counseling website. So you can go on and get a therapist and they will match you with somebody and you can do therapy right from the comfort of your own home, your car, wherever. So you can get 10% off actually your first month with BetterHelp, you just go to betterhelp.com forward slash bravehearted. So today I'm excited because we actually switched it up here and we're going to do a different episode, but then Mindy brought it to my attention, something that we were discussing. And so today we're talking about how to accept people as they are. And this is, I don't think that there's anybody that doesn't struggle with this as far as like being judgmental or just really having a hard time with people who hurt us or people who are doing things that we don't understand and just kind of accepting that. So let's dig in and let's talk about it. 
Yeah, uh, I think that this is a, a great conversation to have, especially we had this conversation this morning. Somebody was a little bit unhappy with some things that have been said and didn't really know how to communicate that. And I think that in the world today, we all kind of, you know, like you said, we struggle with that, right? So what what is acceptance really? So of course, we've got the definition. Acceptance is the action of consenting to receive or undertake something offered. Mm. Yeah. So, Which shows that it's, it's, it's optional, right? Like, right. It's something that's offered, something that's there, but we don't always have to be accepting. But I think, and as we'll talk more about in this episode, by not being accepting of others, it's really kind of a violation against ourselves. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. Um, I think that, you know, it's something else we'll talk about later too is boundaries and values and how acceptance kind of plays into that. Um, but I think a big piece of this is understanding that acceptance does not mean that you're like accepting defeat. Like, mm-hmm. I think, I think when people think about acceptance, they think, oh, well, um, I just have to take this for what it is. And if I don't like it, you know, that sucks. And I have to just deal with that. And that's not what acceptance is at all. Acceptance is, in my opinion, understanding. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. I think that it's kind of, it kind of falls in line with the all or nothing mindset, right? So when we think about like, what is acceptance? Like, what does that mean to us? It's either we are a doormat or it's like, no, I want nothing to do with that. You know what I mean? Like there's no in between. And that's not really the way that we need to look at acceptance. Acceptance needs to be about building a better understanding. So when we're talking specifically about like, okay, what is acceptance? I believe it's like you said, it is building a better understanding of people. Acceptance does not mean that, oh, somebody did this. And so I'm just going to accept that for what it is. Yes, you can accept their action, but it doesn't mean that you have to just lay down and let that be a repeated action or that you have to, if it's a toxic relationship, like let that be continuing in your life. Like there's always something that's within your control um, while being accepting of what the situation is. Yeah, I think it's acceptance versus allowance, right? So like acceptance says like, I understand that you have a different opinion than me or that you're going to take different actions than I do. Mm -hmm. But allowance says, I'm going to allow what you're doing to violate my boundaries or violate my values, right? Mm. So when you've got somebody in your life, for example, and maybe it is a toxic relationship, which is a topic we'll be talking about in an upcoming podcast. But, you know, if you've got that toxic relationship and you're allowing their actions to violate your boundaries, that's much different than accepting someone as what they are, right? So Mm -hmm. you can accept that someone is maybe, I don't know, they've they've got a different opinion than you on a hot topic for you, right? Cool. You can accept that that is their opinion, but you don't have to allow it to change your opinion or affect your opinion if you don't want to. Now, Mm. if someone's opinion changes your opinion, that's that's a different story, and we'll talk about that and why we need to be accepting. But I think that there's a big uh, misunderstanding there that acceptance equals allowance, and that's not true. Mm, yeah, 
and and you're right in that in that it doesn't it doesn't mean that you are just again letting somebody else's opinions sway your opinion or how somebody else does things be like oh that's the right way and i also think that you know when talking about like what acceptance is and how we look at acceptance it's important to realize that also a lack of acceptance really comes from not being accepting of yourself and mm. that's hard for people to swallow because the truth is is that if we aren't accepting people as they are it means that we're not willing to have the conversations to build an understanding with those people which means that we either don't know how to have those conversations or we don't want to have those conversations, which means it's a lack of care. And it's a lack of care about ourselves because it's not when we're in the situation to where it's like, okay, we're consistently being judgmental of other people Mm -hmm. and we're having a hard time. Like, just like, why does that person always do that? Or why do they always do this? And it's like, okay, what is the reason why you're so focused on what other people are doing? Like if you cannot accept others as they are, it's likely that you're having a hard time accepting yourself as you are. Yeah. And I think a lot of that boils down to fear, right? So a fear of what other people are going to think of you if you have a differing opinion than them. So Mm. that I think there's a lot of sociology behind this because if you for example with like what's going on with you know black lives matter right now a lot of people are afraid to voice their opinion about how they feel about things but they also get upset and frustrated when other people take actions that violate what they believe but they don't want to come out and say how they feel about things because they're afraid of what other people are going to think. So there's a lot of struggling there with like accepting yourself and accepting your opinions and your values around that situation that brings a lot of like angst and anger inside of you. Mm, Yeah. And you're holding that, which kind of rolls into what we want to talk about with, you know, why, why do we need to be more accepting of others. And obviously it goes along with what you're saying and what I'm saying about like, you have to realize the effect that it has on you. So that's a big thing that people don't realize is that, like you said, that lack of acceptance for others, how that's being portrayed or how that's feeling like inside your own body, like that's requires a lot of energy to be constantly either bottling things up that you want to speak out about, or like you expend so much energy, like worrying so much about what other people are doing when it's like, why don't you focus on yourself and being the best you you can be. And if you're the best you, and if you know who you are, and if you know what your values are, then you can express that. And you can express that in a way that's confident, that's straightforward, and that's effective because you know who you are versus, well, this person's doing this thing wrong and they're not saying that right. And this is not right. And it's like, okay, but what are you doing about you? Right. How are you accepting yourself? How are you making change in your life? And how are you learning from other people? So I think a big piece of acceptance is what can I learn from this and how can this mm-hmm. like make me a better person? Whether A, your opinion changes on whatever the subject may be, or you become better at communicating how you feel about something. 
I think mm-hmm. that that's a really big piece of it. So to give you an example, when Michael and I started adopt, like the adoption process, there were a ton of opinions that came mm-hmm. in uh, from a ton of people. And I got this one random troll, if you will, on my Instagram, uh, who started sending me messages saying, you know, how dare you like go for a private adoption when there's so many kids in foster care? How dare you only want to adopt a newborn instead of adopting like an eight-year-old? Like you're such a, a terrible person, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And that person had no idea like why we chose what we chose. They just decided to attack instead. And, you know, I was very kind when I messaged back. I was like, I'm sorry that you feel that way. I understand this may be, you know, triggering for you. You know, my husband and I made our decisions based off of, you know, our beliefs, our values, and what we stand for. You know, if this bothers you, you know, I'm really sorry. And I kind of just left it at that. And they just continued to kind of spew back a bunch of hateful stuff. And I just kind of ignored it because... Honestly, like that, you know, there's no place for that in my life, right? But had mm-hmm. that person like taken the time to like read what I said and say, hey, you know, maybe there is another way of doing things other than just like what is on my mind, they may have felt differently instead of feeling so much anger and resentment behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's that's exactly what we're talking about here, because like one of the biggest reasons like why we have to be more accepting as of others is is simply that understanding piece. Like if you are not accepting of others, like you're being closed minded and you're not able to learn to to understand where somebody else is coming from, because it's instantly you go into like if when you're triggered or you're upset about something, you instantly go into that defensive mode of, well, this is the way that it should be, or this is, you know, and that's okay to voice your feelings. But if you're not voicing them in a way that's effective, like it's not a two-way conversation. There's a quote from Maya Angelou, and she says, if you don't like something, change it. If you can't change it, change your attitude. So Mm. it's like, you know, and it comes back to what you always say about controlling the controllables, because in the end, like we can only control ourselves. And if something is going on that we're uncomfortable with, like what can we change about ourselves in that situation? And a lot of times it's like, we're so focused on changing the other person that we don't even look at the possibility of what would happen if I sat down with this person and asked them some questions to try to understand, like, Brene Brown always talks about asking, you know, for effective communication or when you're talking to somebody that's maybe on an opposite side or has an opposite opinion to say, help me to understand, like, help me to understand why you feel that way. Because it's not about trying to sway somebody's opinion. Like that's the problem with like, especially like politics or religion is a lot of people just, you know, they evacuate from it because it's like, everybody is like, no, this is the way, and this is what they do. And this is what they do. What would the conversations look like if we sat down and it's like, okay, well, help me understand, like, why is that policy so important to you? Or what is your belief that that policy will do? Or those kinds of conversations aren't happening and it's not effective communication. My older sister 
was having some difficulty with somebody from our family voicing their opinion in an incorrect way, um, basically telling my sister that the decision that she was making for one of her children was wrong, whatever. Like this is parenting in a nutshell. People are always going to tell you you're wrong. And it was just repeated to the point where my sister actually felt attacked to where she reached out to me. And she's like, I don't know what to do because I'm telling her not to say this stuff and to stop talking to me about it. And she's still doing it. And I was like, honestly, it sucks because it's family, but like you have to block her if she's not going to respect the boundary that you're setting. But it's like that kind of conversation, she, we were kind of joking back and forth. And it's like, nobody has ever changed their political view or their religious view or any view really, because somebody bullied them into it on Facebook, honestly. Oh my God. It's so true. And people get so up in arms and they like, I have a friend of mine who is very vocal on like these random online communities. Right. Mm -hmm. And she gets all up in arms and she'll call me and she's like, you're never going to believe what I just saw. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) help me understand. Why do you continue to put yourself through this? If it makes you feel bad, If people are just bullying you and you want to bully back, like, help me understand, right? And a lot of it always boils down to people listen to respond, but they don't listen to understand. Mm. And I say this to clients all the time. I say this to my friends all the time. I have to say this to myself sometimes Mm -hmm. because it's like, I'm not an expert at this, right? So, like, I will catch myself listening to somebody. Mm. And instead of really truly listening to what they have to say, I'm formulating my next argument. Mm -hmm. Right. And this is especially true when I'm arguing with Michael, because Mm -hmm. you guys may look at my Instagram and think that we're this perfect, cute, little, awesome couple. Uh, I'll contrary, my friends. We argue just like anybody else. (laughs) And like, I will listen just to say what I have to say next and not listen to what he actually has to say. And Over the years, we've obviously gotten better at this as we grow and become different people. But I think part of acceptance is looking at yourself and saying, am I truly listening to try to understand what this person has to say and then Mm. respond? Or am I just listening, quote unquote, and then saying whatever I feel like saying because that's my opinion and I'm sticking to it? Mm. That's such a good point. And that's something I'll talk about with clients a lot too. Just in, just that's effective communication. Like the yeah. second that I say, when we're talking about communicating with somebody or having a hard conversation, the second that you turn your ears off and your brain turns on to where you're formulating those responses and you're becoming reactive, that is the exact second that you press the pause button and you ask for a break from that conversation because it is not productive moving forward. And I think that that's the walls that people have built up, right? That's like, Mm -hmm. we can't get a true understanding of people in order to accept people when there are walls. And the only way that we break through walls is by connecting and connection requires vulnerability and it requires us being, think about the the people that you're connected to. The people that you're connected to are the people that hear you, see you, understand you, right? So how can we expect to have a conversation and build an understanding of somebody 
when those walls are up. And most times those walls are the closed mindedness. Like you're talking about to where it's like, this is my way. And this is the only way. And I am so guilty of this. Like, this is probably one of the hardest things for me is like feeling like that my way is the best way. And I know how to do this and I got this. And like when something's done and I'm like, okay, I'll just redo it my way. I noticed after so many years, you know, my whole life of doing things that way, how much that buried me, how much it didn't allow me to see outside of me to where it's like, oh, somebody said something that was like actually a good idea or good feedback or something that is, could be helpful to me that wasn't my idea. And that's okay. (laughs) Yeah. I I talk about this with clients a lot too, is feedback. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I think a lot of times we do tend to get very defensive and very close-minded and have a wall up when we're receiving feedback, especially like in our careers. I had a conversation with a client the other day and they were very upset because they had gotten a piece of negative feedback from their boss and their Mm -hmm. boss wanted to change like the way that they were doing things. And I said, okay, it's like, when you got the feedback, what were you thinking? And they were like, well, I was just thinking about how like I did all this work and now it's for nothing and like everything's getting changed and I was just super frustrated. I'm like, okay, did you listen to what your boss had to say? Like actually listen. Like, well, yeah, but I was just so mad. And like, so you had a wall up. Like, yeah, I guess I did. Like, okay, now that we're thinking back on this conversation, what your boss had to say was that really like something that was helpful that could make a change in what you were doing and make it more efficient and make it more effective. They're like, yeah, I think so. And I'm like, okay, so what are we going to do going forward when we get feedback, right? We're going to stop. We're going to take a breath. We're going to actually listen. We're going to try to understand. And if we start to get emotional, we ask for a break and say, Mm -hmm. hey, I need to take a break from this. And I've done it before. I've had conversations in the past with bosses of mine who were giving me some tough feedback and I got emotional and I said, hey, I really appreciate what you have to say. I feel myself getting a little bit emotional. I need to step away. Can we come back to this conversation? And that's 100% okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you're right. And it's actually, it's very respectful too. Because if you think about it, if you continue to respond out of that emotion, again, you're not having a productive conversation. And if the conversation is not productive, you're not building an understanding anymore, which means there can be no acceptance, right? I think that we have to consider how we feel when we're not accepted. We have to consider like the, uh, the person on the other side, like that's, I think, one of the things that's been the most helpful in this change for me to be more accepting is like, maybe when I say it like that, that hurts their feelings. Or maybe, you know, when this happens, it could be portrayed as this way. And of course, like we can assume things and it's important to communicate and ask, but in the same sense, just giving yourself an idea of maybe kind of what does the other person in this feel like? When we're talking about something that's like divisive, maybe like, you know, politics or religion, the thing is, is that people's strong opinions come from something. We don't just wake up and we're like, let's go Trump. Here we go. Like, I don't think that if we're really being honest with ourselves, I don't think that 
he was probably anybody's first choice to run a country. Like, I don't think that many years ago, even Republicans were like, you know, it'd be a good president, Donald Trump. I don't really think that. That's just my belief. I could be wrong. But anyways, but in something that is divisive, like politics, right? It's like people's ties to certain policies or certain things within the political system usually come from somewhere, whether it was a learned behavior or, you know, something their dad believed, or maybe it's like, okay, well, we can't do this in the military. And maybe they have a, they come from a family of people that were in the military. It's like, mm-hmm. there's always a reason, but if we don't ask questions, if we don't say, help me to understand, if we don't have those productive conversations, then how do we know that? Right. Absolutely. Um, and I think that that kind of ties into like, how do we become more accepting? Right. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like the effective communication to build that understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, so to give you guys another example, going back to adoption, when Mike and I started on this adoption process, we both said, and because we were misunderstood and we didn't have enough uh, information at the time, we both said we wanted a closed adoption. And what that means, if you don't know, is that like we adopt the child and the birth family has nothing to do with the child ever. They don't get any pictures, any videos, any updates, any anything. Like we go our separate ways, like it's locked down. It's like quarantine for the baby. But so we got on this call we first started, it was probably like two weeks into the adoption process. And, and we got on this call with this lady at this agency and she was like, well, I think that you need to open your mind to an open adoption. And I was like, immediately I felt my guard go up and I saw my husband's guard go up too. And we were both like, oh no, Mm-mm. nope. You're about to take me to church and give me some lecture and I don't want anything to do with it. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I will give this lady is she was such an effective communicator. And she said, I understand that you may be feeling a little bit upset right now, but let me tell you why I feel like you need to consider open adoption. And she walked us through this entire list of all the things and all the reasons and why she was passionate about it. And I sat there and I listened and Michael listened and we both said, okay, definitely appreciate your opinion. Um, I think we need to take a break from this conversation because we were both kind of emotional because believe it or not, adoption is a pretty emotional process. Um, crazy. So we took a break, we sat down with each other and we said, okay, let's talk about what this woman had to say to us and how we feel about it and what we think. And so we sat and we had a really long conversation about our opinions and our beliefs and what we truly thought about it. And after, like, discussing what she had discussed with us, we found that our opinion actually changed because we didn't have all the information that we needed because there's several different types of open adoption. Mm. And there's several different reasons why an open adoption is a great thing. So we actually ended up changing our opinion based off Mm -hmm. of the conversation that we had with this woman. But had we just shut down, had we just said, well, I'm not listening to anything this crazy lady has to say, we would be missing out on what I know is going to be like huge future things for us and huge opportunity for us in adoption had we just washed our hands and said, "Mm, nope, we're not going to allow this kind of communication. 
Um, so I think that, you know, the number one thing that I would say is when you are trying to become more accepting is learning how to effectively communicate to build an understanding. And that's that listening to actually listen instead of listening to respond. Mm-hmm. It's so good. It's so good. And it's like, it, that, and that goes back to the story that I was saying about my sister. It's all about how it's communicated. Like effective communication requires that we let go of assumptions and that we gather information. That's what it is. Because yep. the thing about assumptions is that they come from a place of emotion. Like there is whatever our own triggers or our own past is like. And so it's yeah. hard for us to accept other people because we're bringing our stuff with us. You know, like we, yeah. we are, we aren't robots. Yeah. And for me and Mike, that was fear. Like we were afraid of a lot of different things when it came to having an open adoption. And one of them was like, just to be open and honest was that our baby would love us less because they had, you know, a connection with their birth family. And Mm. that's not true at all. Like just because you have other people in your life to love you doesn't mean that you're loved less like, or that you love anyone less. Like I've got a million and one different people in my life that I love very, very much. Um, Mm. And I don't love them less just because I meet somebody else that I love like that, I don't have like a, a small cup of love and I can only give so much, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, so I think that, that that's really important is you have to not only understand where the other person is coming from, but understand why you feel the way that you feel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, you're absolutely right. And you know, my, my oldest brother was adopted by a family and it was an open adoption. And so, you know, my mom was his birth mom. And so we've had contact with him our, our whole lives. And definitely I can say for sure, like he knew like, these are my parents and like, this is my birth mom. And it was never, there was never anything awkward. Like they live in Indiana. So there was that, the distance too, but yeah, it was, it was just, he was loved by more people. So, but yeah, so to become, to become more accepting, we have to learn how to communicate effectively. And the way that we communicate effectively is we focus on building an understanding rather than building our case. Right. Yep. And the next thing that we can do to become more accepting is to find the, either the positives or the lessons within that person or the situation. So whatever we're having a hard time accepting, it's like, you know, you fail or something bad happens or something hurtful happens. It's like, okay, is there a lesson that I can pull for this? Is there a a reason why I'm here? And a lot of times we can connect the lesson to a positive to where it's like, I mean, I've said it a million times, my greatest lessons have come from my failures. I can go back to Mm. each thing that I've ever felt ashamed of and be like, well, I learned this there, you know, once I was able to kind of get the clarity on, oh, I don't need to be ashamed of this. This was part of my story. There was a purpose within this. So I would say, you know, just try to find the positives and it sounds silly, but really it's like, if you're disagreeing with a person, it's like, okay, you know, this person likes Donald Trump, but doesn't, make them a bad person. 
if just because I don't like Donald Trump, one of my sisters likes Trump and I love my sister. So it's like, you have to, you have to find the positives there. Like, it's just, it seems silly, but it's like, we can't just look at person at a person based on one action they take or one decision they make. Yeah. And I think that leads us into like our next tool, which is building an understanding helps you create empathy for someone. So if someone has a very different opinion than you, like understanding why they have that opinion, you have no idea. Like they could have had some kind of crazy traumatic incident that happened to them when they were young or like last year or whatever. And that gave them the opinion that they have today on whatever, like you were talking about earlier, like people who may be fans of a certain political party because they've got family in the military or because they had something happen to them and that political party stands for whatever that is, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. If you listen to understand, uh, you can find that you'll learn things about people and that helps you be more empathetic towards the reason why they have their opinion. Now, what I want to make clear is that does not mean that your opinion changes or that you change your values or your boundaries. It just means that you understand and you can empathize with them on why they made the choice that they made. And it's okay to be different. Mm, Yeah. And I think that's probably one of the biggest takeaways from this episode is that Mm. honestly, when you are accepting a person or accepting of a situation, it doesn't mean that you're okay with it. It doesn't mean that it's like, okay, well, that's just the way that it is now. It's like, okay, that is what it is, but it still doesn't make me feel good. So like, what, what can I do about myself? Do what can I change? Like my angel, change your attitudes around it. Like what, what's positive here or, you know, what lesson, or is this some, uh, an environment that I need to remove myself from, but you have to building that understanding helps create empathy. So at least at the very least, when you can, you can be more accepting of somebody because you understand where they're coming from. It's like, if I were to sit down with a person that we had very opposite opinions, if I were to take the time to say, help me understand why you feel this way, and then it would be peeling back the layers, right? To where somewhere underneath whatever that surface level or whatever that wall is made of, there is some connection that makes them make the decision or have the view that they have. And so if we can find that, it allows us to be like, okay, now I understand why you have that view. Now I understand why you took that action. I don't agree with it. It hurt me, whatever. But now at least I understand where it came from. And that's creating an understanding. Yeah. And I think that leads us into one of our last tools, which is remembering that accepting someone does not equal defeat, right? I think a lot of us go into these conversations like, it's time for battle. Got to put my gear on. Got to stand up. I've got to take my stance. Like, this is my time to stand for what I stand for. And we go in thinking if we don't sway that person to feeling the way that we feel that we've lost. And the beautiful thing about the world that we live in now and the world in general is like we're all different and the world is beautiful and amazing and what it is today because we are all different and we all have different views and different opinions. 
So going into trying to accept someone doesn't mean that your view is going to change. It doesn't mean that you're going to change their view. What it means is that you are there to learn. You're there to understand. And sometimes it's like you walk away and you guys both have your different opinions and that's fine. Kelsey and I Mm -hmm. are, Kelsey's one of my very best friends, but guess what? Like we have differing opinions on things sometimes. (laughs) And I think the best part, and we've said this before, the best part about our friendship is that we can have those differing opinions. We can voice them to each other. We can understand why we have different opinions and we can move on. Mm -hmm. And To where it's simply, it's a, it's a conversation to where we're just like, okay, now I see where you're coming from. Like, and that can be the end of it to where it's like, okay, I still feel this way, but now I at least see where you're coming from. Yeah. And that's totally cool. And then we move on and there's no like, I can't believe you're like this, or I can't believe you don't feel this way. We just, we just move on guys. And I think that the world would be a better place if we could all try to practice that just a little bit more. Yes. So just to recap our tools for you guys on how to accept people as they are, make sure that you're communicating effectively. And by communicating effectively, we mean with the intention to build an understanding rather than trying to build your case against somebody. Find the positives or the lessons within the person or the situation. Build an understanding to create empathy And remember that accepting someone does not mean that you are laying down and defeated and it's not weakness. There's no battle back and forth. It is simply just to understand where somebody is coming from. And once you understand somebody, you can be more accepting of who they are. Awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much, as always, for tuning in and listening. Thank you so much for following us on Instagram and always tagging us in everything. Uh, We love seeing you guys tag us and listening and uh, learning more from us. And we love engaging in conversation with you, too. So thank you, guys, those of you who have reached out in our DMs personally and to the podcast. We love it. Please continue to reach out to us, send us messages. Kelsey and I are all about learning more from other people. So feel free to reach out. Kelsey, what are we talking about next week? So next week, we are going to talk about letting go of the things that hold us back. So this is very relative in the fact that we're all, we all have some sort of goal, dream, anything, and we're too scared to take steps towards it. Um, So we're going to dig into what those things are that hold us back and what we can do about them. Awesome. Well, guys, again, thanks so much for listening. Make sure that you subscribe. If you haven't, drop us a like on Instagram, follow along, and don't forget to live bravely today. If you are a CEO or entrepreneur, I want to invite you into a space that's unlike anything out there. CEO Power Hour is a free monthly live experience that you can join in person or virtually to get your questions answered to fulfill the desires for your business. Inside this room, you bring your biggest goal, the obstacles you are experiencing, or anything you want my expertise, eyes, and ears on. 
This guidance, along with the ideas and inspiration from other powerful women, allows you to be fully immersed in the energy of being supported and learn in a completely new way so that you can expand your business and your life to the next level. I created CEO Power Hour to bring together powerful business owners for connection, collaboration, and coaching. This is your invitation, and it's free. The link is in the show notes, so I hope to see you at our next monthly meeting.